Pickaxe. Three, two, one, go! Go! go. Good, good to <laughs> See, have you more, back, more fun. Always go. such a great contributor to all of these. <laughs> <laughs> Having to restart really filled me with energy there as well. That was yeah, yes, God, I'm fucking super energetic now. I wasn't before. Run outside. Welcome back, everyone, to the Trifles Podcast. Hope you enjoyed that little bit of uh, little bit behind the scenes. Um, so we've been away since December. We haven't done a podcast since Christmas, which Holy is nearly, which is actually it's the first of March today. It's the first um, of March today. It's a snow day as well. Yeah, now. but it kind of reminds snow. me of the very first podcast I ever did with Simon, which was a snowcast. It was done on a snowy day. Um, we yeah. were trapped indoors everywhere. Britain was like locked down. Um, we were kind of in a bit, we were, we were, I was living in the sticks definitely. And he was living in the sticks. And so it was a bit more, you know, like, like, because we're in the center of Bristol now and you're in the center of London, uh, P flex. The South, snow South isn't West. really too much of a problem, is it? Around uh, where you are, you're not, not too bad. I mean, Mrs. F hasn't got into work today because, I mean, in London, the trains and the tube all shuts down if there's a whisper of snow. Um, yeah. So it's well, all any delayed, excuse, everybody. right? Oh, exactly. Anyone, yeah. anyone, everyone loves to get a snow day. But um, school it's is one on, of the, thank the perks God. of living in England yeah. that you get snow Whoa. days. You know. My Definitely. schools are all closed here today. Everything is closed here today. The whole island is shut down. Jesus, the snow. Excellent. Yeah. Are you yeah. going to go and build a snowman? Are you going to go and throw some stables? Or have you already think, done wait, it? There's not enough. That, that's the stupid thing. Everything's closed, but there's not enough snow to even do a snow angel. Like there's like little tiny tufts of yeah, snow everywhere. It's really not hmm. that thick. It's just really wispy snow and it's not. It, it, it's not enough to actually bring anything to it's a grinding halt, but everybody is always just looking for an excuse to shut everything down. I, I, in some ways, it's exciting, right? My kids are like really excited because they've never seen snow before. Also, everything's closed and they get to stay home all day in their pajamas and stuff. So they're pretty excited. But, you know, it's kind of... Well, I suppose it is a little bit dangerous. I mean, I walked down today, um, into just, just down to the office today, and... There was a lady in front of me who was clearly not wearing the right shoes, and neither was I, because uh, I left my walking shoes here at the office. And, you had um, your flip flops on, and and she sort of slipped, but didn't fall over. But she she definitely like slipped, and it was one of those moments. And um, I cracked a smile, and that was the karma that got me. And then I fucking slipped as well, oh, um, and just you had you have that moment where your heart like beats out of your chest, and you think, oh fuck, um, but then you're like, okay. And then I walked like an old gran the rest of the way into the office. So that's why we're late. And that's why this podcast is going to be a little bit short Truncated. Today. Um, it's going to be a truncated. Of, because of the, the, the snow and stuff. Trunk but we've been away. We've all been away. You've been to China. Yeah. Um, P-Flex. I went, Shang, I was went Shanghai? to Shanghai. Yeah. It was yeah. for uh, a tournament. China. China. I went to, to Shanghai for Star Ladder and I'd never worked with Star Ladder before. I'd never been to China before. I had to get my visa sorted and everything. I've got a two-year visa to China, but... As, wow. a, as amazing as China was, and I had some great food out there. Shanghai is like a city of something like 30 million people. I so know. It's absolutely insane. Like, I've, I mean, I've lived in New York, I've lived in London, I've been to lots of big cities around the world, and I thought I'd seen the scale of what human civilization can look like. I had not seen anything until I'd seen Shanghai. It's endless city. Like, you keep Nuts. going and you think, we've been driving for an hour in like the heaviest traffic. And you come out and you think, well, this must be like the suburban area. Nope. Still all high rises, massive buildings. You go past like what would be the equivalent to Canary Wharf and the city in London. You go past that like 18 times. There's just huge stacks of buildings everywhere. It was nuts. Um, and it is the roads another are always level, busy. There's 
always people everywhere, night and day. But there are some strange things about China, but like cultural things. Number one is um, they, they. I'm so excited for this. I've been waiting for this for like <laughs> uh, two months. I'm just like ripped. <laughs> okay. I'm just... they, they, they don't. Okay. They don't open late. Stuff doesn't open late. So, like, at the right. hotel we were at, if you tried to get dinner past, like, seven or eight, they were, like, huffing and puffing and, like, folding their arms and scowling at you while you ate and stuff, and they tell you a bunch of stuff okay. wasn't on the menu. The hotel bar didn't get in at once. Didn't get in there. It literally was like, no, 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 it's shut. I was like, it's 5.30. It's like, yeah, shut, <laughs> shut. I was like, Jesus. When does it open? I don't know. Like, I couldn't figure this out. Um, and there was, like, like just when you go out for, for... If you go out for a meal to, like, a restaurant, they'll generally be open pretty late. But there was a lot of places that seemed to shut pretty early. Um, the other thing they have, and I'd heard this before, is that in China it's not uncommon if you ask someone to do something for them to delegate and then rather than check up on the situation to be like, well, it's someone else's problem now. No one wants to take... Um, responsibility for stuff like that's there's, there's a kind of reluctance to do that so if you say to someone we need some food in here because we've been working for like 15 hours can we get some food oh yeah, yeah yeah i'll look into it and what they mean is they'll say to someone they want food and then they're done like hands off it's not my problem anymore because <laughs> and, and i feel like might that might have come about from having a very authoritarian government for such a long wow. time is like i do not want to be the guy that they go to and say hey did you kill those peasants yet uh, no, sorry, you know, I didn't. Then it's like your fault. But if you say, I told General So-and-so to do it. Oh, really? I'll go talk to General So-and-so. You know, so it's like someone Jeez. else's problem. So, so they keep like passing it around. It's a whole society of modern office culture then. Yeah, it's basically. literally Is like, So-and-so here? No, no, he's just popped out. <laughs> he's oh, okay. Yeah. Trying to find <laughs> Is anybody bar. doing anything today? No, not my problem. <laughs> yeah. I delegated, I delegated it all to someone else. I mean, I'm sure if, the, if there's anyone from China that watches this, uh, I apologize if I'm wrong, but that was certainly one what I felt, and from talking to other people, that that's the impression that I got was that it's not uncommon to have people hand work off and say not and not, not check up on it. So it's like you know, not not my problem sort of thing. Which is kind that's of a weird little thing to pick up on from basically one of the biggest, most like up and coming, like Shanghai. It's it's the new the new wealth, the new world, right? Yeah. Everything's going east. Like China has this. It's the it's massive. It's huge. It's the it's the second biggest economy in the world. It's, Shanghai yeah, is insane. like the showpiece city, it's insane, right? Yeah. It's like a kind of, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just vast it's wealth so vast. and new stuff it's too, like, like new things being yeah, built. Everything's so modern. It's, 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 it. I, I'm really interested in in other things that you picked up while you were out there. Actually, the, but, I mean, the food was really, really good. I'll, I'll say that people were like, "Oh, you go to Shanghai. The food's going to give you, you can get a you know mud butt from that in no time." But the the food was no problem. Like I, I did not get a runny bum at all. Like I, I, okay. I loved it, and I ate the spiciest food I have ever eaten in my life. Like I was on another <laughs> planet. It was so spicy. <laughs> it was amazing, and. Um, yeah, it was really something else. But there are little things like they, they, you know, the way when you go to a foreign country in Europe or whatever, and you say to someone, do you speak English? They'll say, oh, no, no, no English. Sorry. If you ask that question in China, in they don't even understand the question, do you speak English? Like, that's how big the, the language and cultural divide is between us, is that you say, okay. to, like, I, I went out for a smoke. We were in the restaurant. I went out for a vape, and, the, and there was nowhere to go apart from this little hallway that was like the fire exit. And so it was like a big concrete stairwell. And all the staff, there was like three or four waiters and, and chefs out there also having a smoke, because they all smoke like crazy in China. And I'm out there vaping, yeah. and they look at me like, who the fuck is this guy? And I was like, uh, anyone speak English? And they were all like looking at each other like, what did he just say? Like it was literally, <laughs> they didn't <laughs> Wait, even understand so the question, do you speak English? Any more than I would I'm understand not, if they said to me I'm in Chinese. A, 
Maybe I'm a bit ignorant, but I always figured in China you could just smoke inside. Like I thought it was it was like that that episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Frank gets like all of those Asian guys in and they're they're playing cards in the back room and the whole room is just like full 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 of smoke. All of <laughs> yeah. them are smoking and stuff. Yeah. And I just imagined that everywhere in China was like that, but maybe no, I'm wrong. No, I mean there's lots of places you can't smoke, but I mean it's it's not uncommon in China for them to just ignore that. So there were right. some some of the some of the other customers in the restaurant. They went for a cigarette, and they literally just stood like next to one of the tables, like not next to their own table. They went and stood next to someone else's table and smoked there, and no one said anything. It was just like, nice. yeah, that's how it is, like sort that. of thing. But like we, we went the uh, we we went on the underground. The underground over there is pretty cool. It's all very wide, very efficient, unbelievably busy. Um, it's not dissimilar to to the London underground, honestly, um, in terms of like. You know how it all works. It's not how it feels. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not insanely complicated or anything. But it was. Um, it was incredibly busy. Everywhere was incredibly busy. All their stations are vast. Like if there's a stairway, it won't be like a stairway like you get here at a, like a little district line station. It'll be like wide enough for eight people to walk down. You know, it's like everything yeah, is bigger, bigger, bigger. All the roads are of- massive. A lot of their stuff has been built recently, though. Yes, like, it has. Uh, I yeah. guess the big difference with the London Underground has been around forever. That's true. Every every station has like some rich history of when it was bombed and how people had to live there right. during a bombing <laughs> and stuff like that. But like, I guess a Chinese metro station was built like two years ago. Yeah, Nobody no, cares. it is. It's Everything all, has it's all that, very clinical. Uh, that fresh surgery. city smell yeah. to it. You know, yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah, funny. Yeah. But I mean, we went down to the Bund, which is like the old European quarter, because I think Shanghai used to be owned by or operated under or some something something to do with europe yeah you can look yeah up the i think yourselves, we, we, we we um it was part of the concessions in the great right, opium, the, the first yeah. opium war i think so I think yeah. there's a couple yeah. of movies about that with owen wilson and jackie chan and <laughs> i think as well. you're right sort of yeah, was it was detail. it was there like a german influence there yes, or something why it's called yeah, the yeah, bund, called the bund. yeah so. i think it was called yeah. shanghai nights actually yes <laughs> you're right it was <laughs> didn't he go there as a coward i can't believe this place it's like another this? planet wow <laughs> yeah, yeah so, so the, the bund was you could have been in europe like genuinely it was like the style of buildings and the you know there's like the promenades and stuff to walk on and everything but the smog in shanghai although it's nothing as bad as beijing it was properly bad. Like there were quite a few days we just couldn't see past, like you know, a couple of couple of roads. It was that thick, and wow. we went down to the river to look across to see like the this tower, this pearl tower. I think it's called. It's like the biggest tower, one of the biggest towers in the world. It's this huge, ornate structure, sort of like the Eiffel Tower, but bigger. You know. And um, it, it's just this huge thing with this big ball halfway up it. I don't. I, don't, I assume you can go up it, but um, yeah, you can barely like see a... it across the river. Like it was super misty wow. and smoggy. And we were looking down the river, and we luckily we had a, a local guide with us. If you like, a girl called Jofie. She's a Dota Two manager for Team Newbie. Lovely girl. She showed us around. She explained everything. Um, she learned English from watching Netflix. Okay. So she's, she's you know... That's she's, amazing. I know. So she's literally, she's like, thank you, Netflix. And I was like, how did you learn English? She's like, Netflix. Just watch Netflix. <laughs> just that, watch a it. lot of Netflix. Yeah, and I, guess I, I, I guess it could kind of happen. Yeah. You know? I mean, and like, I said, I feel, did you just I have the like subtitles I'm, on or something? But yeah. I've been watching a lot of Gamora lately, and I feel like I'm pretty much Italian at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she, she was still... If it hadn't been for her, we would have been completely screwed. Like, she took us out to these good restaurants and everything and, and really looked after us. So shout out to her. She was fantastic. Do they learn English in school? Because I know in Japan, um, most Japanese people have done, like, three to five years of English. Right. But it's very much focused on 
grammar and some of these other things. It's not really conversational. And well, so yeah. I, I, I didn't find that many people spoke English when I went to Japan. I don't know. Maybe I just yeah. was unlucky or whatever. But I, we found that a lot of the places we went into, if we asked people if they spoke English, they just... Like Flax was saying, just literally had never heard a word of it before in their lives. I mean, that and might be a, a generational thing because I, I find the same thing. When I went to Germany, a lot of the older people, like my mum's age or maybe slightly less than my mum's age and up, don't speak a lick of English. Like the the they, but all the younger guys that I know in in Germany, they all speak English like really well. Yeah. Um, well, I guess it's like a lot a lot of media, like you know, like young younger guys especially probably watch a lot of movies, watch a lot of TV shows, play a lot of video games but and they stuff dub and everything. all of that stuff. They dub everything in Germany. Every TV yeah, show, every movie, but I mean they I think the internet has helped um, yeah. in a big way. And also I, I just think they may be learn, learning it in school more. But I don't know if they do teach uh, English in China. But um, no, I mean, I, it, I find that Japan is quite deferential, I think, because of the war. They're, they're kind of obsessed with Western culture in a way. So I think that might be a part of it. I don't think China is uh, as much. Um, I think there's definitely a cultural yeah, thing. So I, think, I think the Japanese with the American influence coming exactly, in and, and exactly. kind of. But also, I think Jap Japan is, is much more open to the world than China. I mean, China still, they have their own, they don't, they have their own stuff. Yeah, they yeah. have their own search engine. They have their own, you know, like companies, their own car companies, their own everything companies. It's kind of it's hard to sometimes get Western stuff into China because they're very much like, well, why would we want to buy anything? We can make it ourselves. Yeah. We could own it ourselves, you know. And that's that's I guess part of part of the strength, but also keeps them a bit more isolationist. I think it is very much like that. The internet over there was very strange. Um, so, for instance. Uh, There's like Ministry of Truth stuff over it, there. It isn't is a it? bit, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I was very concerned about what I searched for. So, I, I mean, for instance, if I was on the hotel Wi-Fi, I couldn't use WhatsApp, Google. Like, you just cannot access Google at all. Um, any any of the major Western sites or anything, you just can't get to them. But if what I, what is, and I'm sure everybody else at home listening right now is is thinking the same thing. What is WhatsApp? Their, their point well, hub like. <laughs> oh my god couldn't, couldn't find it it's all chinese characters oh fuck yeah like i went to their web i think it's called baidu b-a-i-d-u i think it's yes. a search engine um couldn't understand a look of it it's all in chinese so you know as, as you would expect if i typed something in in uh, western characters into the box it would it would return search results but they were all in chinese so i couldn't really understand what was going on so i was like all right never mind the internet i'll just watch tv um because they had like a movie channel on in the in the room but uh, the selection of movies was very poor, mostly Chinese movies, obviously, and then the Western movies were not good ones. So, but we didn't spend much time indoors, honestly. We, we were either out and about or we were working, and then I was like knackered because it's the time difference really fucks you up. It was it was a it was not the good way to travel. Going east is like really bad in terms it's of like eight light. hours ahead yeah. over there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's, it's it's tricky. We we had the same situation, so we went. Um, out to Australia for RTX. Yeah. We went, we spent a day in Singapore on the way because I thought, like, you know, traveling for 27 hours, flying for 27 hours is kind of AIDS. So let's stop off halfway. Um, and, and, but that kind of was a good idea because like, we got to see Singapore for a day and it was kind of a bad idea because it just made you, it just prolonged the hell of jet lag. At least once you're there, you can properly sleep and yeah. start working on fixing your. Your 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 sleep pad, but because we were there very jet lagged for a day and then off on the plane again, it was kind of a bit yeah, that's for that's a bit messy. I, I, we had one um, day to get used to it. I just woke up at four a.m. every day. That was it. Four a.m. every day, I'd wake up and and then we'd work. The, the shifts were pretty long. They were about like twelve or thirteen hours long because it's a dope. How, how long were you there for? Uh, I think five or six days. 
Oh, so not that, not that long. It's not bad. Um, no, no, but it's still better than exactly. But, I wouldn't have so wanted to be that there mean? for two weeks. So you were just sort of on, were you? You were ready to be casting when no, people I, well, were playing? No, I, mean, I, I cast a series with OD, which was great. I hadn't cast. We'd never done an all-English cast before. That was the first all-English cast in Dota, believe it or not, um, at, at an event wow. um, that I know of. No one pointed any out to me. So me and OD cast one of the early series of games that was kind of a stomp. And then I was on the panel. But it was always like, like this is the way event organizers think. They think we'll put them on in the morning panel, then we'll give them a break in the afternoon, and then they can go along in the later panel. But you want to do back to back. Like no one ever wants the break. You want to get the work done so you can go back to the hotel, or you want to start later for both your shifts so you can come in later. Like that's what you want. No, take note, organizers, please. So right. generally speaking, it'd be like, right, everybody in. We want call times like 8:30. We'll go straight there. You gotta like make up. Um, and the makeup girl didn't speak obviously any English. So when you're trying to say to her, please don't put so much makeup on, she's like spatula, like <laughs> just covering Mascara, you. Mascara, blusher, Literally. she's got the eyeliner all over on your you. entire head. She was like, she was like putting like uh, eyeliner on my eyebrows, and, like brushing them for ages and getting them just right. So they were like pitch black eyebrows, and then my face was like ghostly pale. Um, it was kind of funny, but uh, yeah, so. But she was she was nice enough. Um, so that took forever, and then we'd wait around for a bit, and then we'd have to do the panel, and then Dota takes forever. Like the draft stage takes like fifteen twenty minutes in in alone, you know. And then you've got to throw to the casters, then you have to watch the game, then you come back and talk about it, and talk about the next game. So it's like a lot of a lot of downtime. But then you've also wow. got to watch the game, like because you have to talk about it, right? So you have to watch the game like a hawk. So it is. It's kind of it's kind of um, the days do feel long, but also. If you like Dota, you don't mind because you get you know you enjoy the drama of it and everything, and you're just sitting around watching video games for Christ's sake. You can't complain that much. No, yeah, yeah. you're not cracking rocks open exactly. or fucking hauling. It's like oh you know, man, I had to trash. watch video games for ten hours to get paid for it. Ooh, it's like Jesus, <laughs> God, that's terrible. But I did get horribly so sick. That was the one downside that actually will live with me forever. It's the illest I've so, ever been. So hang you on didn't, a second, though. You what? said you, you didn't, said get, you the didn't shit. get sick. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. On the plane home, I started to get a mighty headache, and I thought it's just the jet lag or whatever. Oh, no. So I, I, was, I actually upgraded to business class because I thought it's a 14-hour flight or whatever. Fuck it. It, and it was, yeah. it was dead yeah. cheap. It was post-Christmas. It was like 300 quid to upgrade. I was like, fuck it. You know, yeah, it's nuts. You get the airport rates, and if you're lucky, like you're, you're on a flight that... It was not a busy flight. Yeah, it was not a busy flight. Yeah, you can get a really cheap upgrade. So it's worth business is really worth it. Was, it. What, yeah. what did you fly with? Uh, BA. So it was, okay. it was like, yeah, BA business is fantastic. It was nice. I mean, well. it was so it wasn't good. first class, you know, but it was it was nice. It was very nice. I had the the bed yeah, that lies right. down. I had all the good movies, yeah, big yeah. screen, and everything. Um, I mean, that's for me. That's what it's about. It's about the actual like the light bed that actually goes like vaguely horizontal because it changes the game changer. I just can't sleep sitting up. The Interps did the same when we went to LA. We did this Hearthstone thing in, in yeah, LA. Yeah. We were only there for like two days. Um, and it, it was a good trip, but we, we upgraded to business because it was super cheap. We were on uh, Air New Zealand. Right. And, They're um, good. They're really good. Yeah, yeah. They, the, on, on board the plane, there was a chef. Okay, and he like he came over to to each of us, and he's like, "Hey guys, uh, I'm the chef on on the flight today." We're like, "What? There's a chef on the flight?" He's like, "Yeah, you, you guys want anything to eat?" I was like, "Uh, yeah, I guess so." He's like, "I can make this, that, this." I was like, uh, "Can I just have some pasta or something?" He's like, yeah, no problem. Could you get <laughs> some like, peppers and some? F- oh my god! And the food and was halloumi, so please. good too. It was really, it was just like eating in a restaurant. Wow. Fuck, it was fantastic. That's yeah. great. 
That's it good. wasn't all like you know, like the you know they have like the um, it's all wrapped up yeah. and they just shove it into the incinerator and, and serve it to you. It was all like you know prepared properly, oh, like nice. really good food. It was awesome. But so far, oh. five minutes into the flight, the ladies come around giving out the champagne. And I was feeling great at this point, and she promptly spilled a full glass of water like all over me. Like my trousers were soaked through. I was like, she was like so apologetic. Would you like some pajamas from first class? I was like, yes, I would. So I got changed into these nice pajamas from first class. I left my trousers on the empty seat next to me to to dry, and then I had a nap. I watched some movies, and then I started to get this awful, awful headache. And I thought, like I said, it must be jet lag. And then the next day, when I woke up at home, I was the sickest I've ever been. Like the sickest Fuck. I've ever been. I could like my chest was I couldn't cough. It hurt so much that I was like in tears just trying to get one cough out. So I was like in bed sick, which I never happens to me for like a whole week. And then the next week after that, I was just feeling like shit. Nothing tasted right. It was snot pouring out of me. And then I took like another. And it's only like the last couple of days I've actually been myself again. So that was the longest I've ever fucking had to endure sickness. So that sadly Holy is my, my lasting memory of China is what was it you had? Flu. Actual flu. Just flu. But but like How Chinese you... flu. So which is like your body is completely unprepared for foreign flu, right? Um and, and they all wear masks in China. Like not just for the smog but for the germs. You got that many people, you're gonna get sick. Like, I should have worn the fucking mask. Next time I go, I'm wearing a full headset like the guy in E.T. that goes into Elliot's house to retrieve E.T. I'm wearing the full radiation suit next time because, oh, man, it was bad. If you if you really like snorting cocaine right. and that's the only way that you'll you'll do your cocaine, what do you do when you have a cold? Do you think that that's the best time to, 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 <laughs> inject to kick it. the habit? I, no, I think you inject it into your penis at that point in liquid solution. Well, yeah. I, I would I would use that as an opportunity to get off the off the wagon. I think. I mean, yeah. Like, I got a cold. I can't I can't snort anything right now. That's how I quit Nothing's smoking. Nothing's going in. It's all coming out. That, that's a good way so, to quit smoking. So this is how yeah. I'm. This is how I'm going <laughs> to kick cocaine. You're feeling like shit anyway. So yeah, you can't smoke when you're deathly ill. Like especially you got really bad lungs. You go yeah. like two weeks without smoking. You could just stop, and that was how I did it. I was like, yeah. I had a bad cold, and I was like, you know what? This is actually a good opportunity to actually just stop. And that, I, it does when work. I was. When I was in my teens, I used to smoke a lot and I had to quit smoking when I got pneumonia. I had to quit smoking mm. for like a month. And then after, when I was feeling better, I was right back on the six. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you're young. Well, you know, you're going to smoke when you're young. Uh, nothing, yeah, I was yeah. like 15 or something. So. Well, you got to smoke when you're 15. Come no, on. Your rebound after sickness when you're 15 is nuts. Oh, so you're just yeah, like, I'm back. I'm back, baby. Yeah, so talk, I'm back, talk, baby. Talk about flights. We flew back uh, from New Zealand on Emirates business Ooh. via, oh. via um, Dubai, Ooh. which was quite an interesting airport to, yeah. to go around. Um, I yeah, saw I mean, this thing just, just before you continue. There's, they're building on. a building or, or it's a hotel in Dubai that like um, the floors can revolve around and like right. the whole – so the whole building – is just constantly morphing around and stuff because it's like built like in a stepped fashion or something. It looks crazy. So it are you supposed nuts. to decide which? I think I think you each you room can you can swivel. You want. Yeah, you yeah. can swivel it around, and so the whole building just looks like a. It it looks like it looks like somebody doing pottery, but leaving the wheel just going and like the, you know like like the whole thing turns into like a long dick shape and just starts flopping around everywhere. That's Weird. what the building looks like. Yeah, it's crazy. So, I mean, like, I don't think it'll go that fast. But. So, it basically, is the idea that like you wake up in the morning to the sunrise coming in through your window, but yeah, then you yeah. can rotate you can the your yeah. room round. Yeah, 
to to have like a, when the sun goes down, you can have the sunrise out of your sunset out of your window. Is that That's the idea? Right. I think it's like that a is natural, yeah. like a like sleep trigger and wake up thing. I, th- I thought it was super interesting, badass. so I thought I'd mention it, but carry on, sorry. I mean, the alternative you could just do, if you wanted that without having to buy it, you could just literally have your bed on wheels, right? And just like wheel it across the other side of your house, right? And then it would be the same. Right. I mean, that's I kinda, like a, I, I kind of like that there's periods <laughs> of the day where the sun comes in and then other times where it doesn't. I'm happy with that. Like, I don't feel the need to rotate, but... I guess well, no, but I'm just saying that if you wanted to have a rotating house, to do a cheaper way would just be to have all your furniture on wheels, wouldn't it? You know, you could just like the like, push it yourself. Offices. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we went to this flipping... Um, we went to one of, one of the places we stayed in in New Zealand was up the top of this massive, terrifying cliff. And um, we got all the way up there and we thought, how the fuck are we going to get back down this this horrible path to this place? We have to reverse all the way up this horrible winding mess um but at the did very you feel top like you there were was in middle earth the whole time you were there yeah it, it did feel a lot like that actually nice. um and we got to the top and the hobbits were no and then um we got, it had like a turntable right so the idea was that you push your car i've never seen this before onto a turntable and you literally push the car 180 degrees and then drive it back down it was madness are you oh, sure okay, it wasn't cool. the beacon of Amundin? <laughs> the beacon now, is there. Come to th- Lewis come, calls come, for aid. Come to think of it, it was the beacon of Edmonton. <laughs> that oh. was Duncan taking off his top, actually. <laughs> yeah. beacon, oh, that was right. the beacon. <laughs> the beacon is lit. Everybody, his, he's up there and takes ne- his top off. Ne- neon white torso. <laughs> on a distant hilltop, a fire is lit. And his nerd skin rippling in the sunlight. Send a sunbed. Yeah. Send a sunbed to Gondor now. <laughs> oh, fuck. Was, oh, we had a lovely time actually in you guys Australia were gone Museum. forever oh, man, yeah I, oh, I forgot about you guys you know what <laughs> i got to the point where it's like you know what i've moved on i just <laughs> i just i actually classed you guys as dead and that was it i just I've, wrote us off yeah, yeah i just I moved on to other things and just completely worked you you guys out of my schedules and stuff and you know just like that's it. But now you're back, and I gotta, I gotta readapt. Yeah, you gotta. Now. You know what day it is today and tomorrow? Kind of today, kind of tomorrow, definitely. It's World Book Day. We're recording this oh. near nearish to World Book Day. So my kids, I don't know. Your kids would have had the same thing probably if they'd gone into school. Was uh, uh, they had to dress up as characters from their favorite book or their favorite they characters? Did, they from did a book. theirs already. I think they did it like a week or two okay. ago. So it's obviously not World Book Day. It's like World Book Day ish. Like it's around Ish, this yeah. kind of time. It is. Yeah, I think it's like a, like they they do it over the course of a month. Yeah, I think, I think cause the school's got to find a time when it works for books. them as well, right? Yeah, so, right. Yeah. So my my eldest is going in tomorrow as Alice from Alice in Wonderland, a book she has right. not read, but she likes the character. Okay. And my sure. youngest is going as a character from Harry Potter, also a book she has not read, but she's seen all the movies. And her favorite character, as I may have mentioned before, is Ron Weasley. So she has gone sure. as Ron Weasley, <laughs> aka. Duncan Jones, <laughs> which is well, no, Duncan, Duncan cosplays as his own Weasley brother. <laughs> oh, right. He cosplays as like a slightly older Weasley, Weasley yeah. member of the family. Yeah, like Duncan Weasley, Duncan basically. Weasley. But she had, she's got yeah. like a little red wig, like a red. Uh, it comes with a red wig, so she really looks like him, and oh, a little cool. Hogwarts cloak. And I lent her one of my old ties, and uh, she's she's so fucking happy. 
It's uh, It was hilarious. Man. Ron Weasley, of all the characters. Ron Weasley, he's like the punchline of the entire trilogy. Or not trilogy, however many books it is. Oh, God. He does I... get the girl, though, eventually. You know, God, that's, that's got to be a tick mark, right? True. Why he gets the he gets Hermione, what's her name again? Hermione Granger's uh, and and uh, and uh, and Ron. Wait, it's I thought that I thought that it's oh, okay. Luna Luna, Lo- Luna Lovelace is Harry's uh, Harry's girl, right? So right. I think he gets Luna Love Lovelace. Good. Whatever. I don't think it's Love Love Good, is it? <laughs> you're thinking of Ada Lovelace. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Lovelace. Who is I believe a dead yeah, long time Lanta, ago. The first computer programmer. She's uh, she's nice. dead. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, holy crap. Um, so, well, I mean, I've got so much to talk about. I feel like I want to play a game of Hearts of Iron 4 and just pick New Zealand and, oh, you and know talk what about we should it. Do? You we should mean? play a game of Stellaris. That, oh. we, the new expansion is really oh, good. I was playing it's it with really, Mum the really really other good. day, Sips. Yeah, I think you were on the channel. Guys, and, yeah. uh, oh my God, that game. I love the expansion for Stellaris. I've been playing it a it's lot. It's fantastic It is now, so yeah. good. So, so they, they really okay. streamlined a lot of like the stuff that just didn't feel great like, yeah. like originally. So now, you know like how influence used to work, Lewis? You know, like yeah, you'd, you'd colonize a planet, and then influence would slowly creep out. Sometimes you'd be lucky enough to maybe like nab a good system within your sphere of influence or whatever. Mm. They've changed it all now so that it's only hyperlanes, okay? Which is great. And, I think that's really and, good. And each system, if you want to claim the system, you have to build an outpost, okay? So okay. The, the so the outpost is like a, a mini star base, okay? Uh, and it costs energy to maintain it, but. If you want to make it bigger, you can upgrade it into like a bigger star base and it has all these modules that you can add on it and stuff. So yeah. they've they've taken a lot of like the the, the sort of star base stuff out of like um, you know planets. Um, you know when you build a planets and then you can build a like a, a star base. You used to be able to do that. Now you can build star bases anywhere. Um, and if you want to create ships from them, you have to add like a shipyard module. You can increase your fleet capacity with other modules. There's like money making ones, hubs yeah. and stuff. Storage yeah, oh, it's, silos. It's, it's really, really good. It's really streamlined it's like a lot of the annoying shit about the game. Yeah. So, th- so that it's a lot more sort of strategic in the sense that you can actually create a choke somewhere. Like if, you know, where, where there's like one system that maybe like another faction would use to get into your system yeah. if they were going to attack you. But those you. become like important strategic points to capture yeah, yeah, early yeah. as and well. Now right? they, and so. they've introduced the Cassus Belly sort of stuff like uh, claims. So you can uh, so wars aren't the, just these massive, long-winded um, attrition fests. Now you can have very specific goals for like a, a small war. You could just like claim, make a claim to a system that you want. And and fight over that and literally resolve the war in like two seconds yeah. and take the system. But those those claims cost wow. um, cost influence. So you can't yeah. just claim their empire and take it. So they you will notice you're right. Like you declare rivalry with someone to get a bit more um, sort of influence and stuff, and then they know that you're not on their side, and you start to build up your fleets and and you claim their systems and they're claiming some of yours. Then you have a big war. But there's like a, there is a war weariness mechanic, but it's actually a good thing because if you're in a defensive war and you're losing, you actually want to have to force them to the peace table and say, look, we've been fighting for thirty years. We should probably knock this on the head. And then you yeah. get ten years of peace. Borders are changed. They might get a system of yours or whatever. It's it's really it's really good, and the the mega structures better, are good. Yeah. You can build like all the. Feels a, it feels a little bit it. more like like Crusader Kings now in a way, sort of thing. Like yeah, I think without um, the storyline element, the Crusader Kings brings. But I've I've found that, and I'm I'm sure you have too, Chris. Is that the story develops? 
from the game as you're playing it, right? Like you, you're playing it, you're That's like, right, this Fallen you're Empire turns right. up. I don't know how yeah. you feel about it, Lewis, because you haven't played the new Stellaris, but you need to get on it, buddy. I will. I'll, maybe oh, I'll get it good. on the yeah, um, like get it. on my we, laptop. We, we we should do one at some point because it's it's a slow enough game where you can you can chat a lot as well. Absolutely. I really want to. I really want to get back onto the wagon of playing these games with you because I think it was so much fun playing Crusader Kings and Stellaris and, and these games. That's right. I'm I'm going away though to America for another two weeks. Oh, so I've got GDC. Actually, and this is know a big what? thing March, now for us. Uh, March and April. Are not You're like be, an international playboy these days. I'm going away for a week in March and a week in April as well. So. Oh my God. April too, boys. And then my wow, day, my we're all just out. away all the we time. Just Maybe Triforce, summer is the man. time Triforce, we'll be back. Triforce it's, we can do, that's for sure. Everything else. Triforce can be done, yeah. yeah. It's tricky. Well, I, I've got stuff. loads of things to, to say about a lot Australian New Zealand. Well. Yeah, we've I'd love to tell you about it, but you'll be streaming so much, Sips. It's been, you'll be streaming really, really amazing. I've really enjoyed your, some of your Skyrim stuff. Oh, it's um, been great. God, it's nice to just get stuck into it and play it for like, because I, I, I can just play it for like eight hours a day. So I'm, I'm, in five days of streaming it, I'm already like probably past where I was my in my original YouTube series mm. of it, which took months and months and months and months to do. So it's great. It's 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 such a it's such an awesome game. Even it's old, but man, it's so fucking good. Like it. So Sips has been streaming a lot. I guess my uh, ten hours a day of streaming is just uh, just nothing. Just nothing yeah. to you. Oh yeah, Sips. You been I noticed you've been streaming a lot. Fuck that other bald idiot. He never streams. <laughs> Yeah, there's only well, room you, for one bald idiot in this have you been, team. <laughs> <laughs> That's me, baby. Fight! Oh my god! Man. All right, well, I'm sorry we have to cut this short, but I actually have to go because I've got to walk over to this um, this meeting, and it's going to be 15 minutes. Yeah. I've got, and it's a snowy day out there, so so well, I'm going to go. Listen, it was sorry good about to this. Everyone, ease ourselves back into a Triforce podcast. Yeah, even though there will be a, rush a new one. We can't rush no, in. Soon. we'll yeah. be back next week, like all guns blazing. Yep. We'll do a proper length one, and and it'll be great. And we'll make sure we make a lot of fart and dick jokes oh, yeah. and stuff. Well, all oh, we the, didn't all do the good any of those. Stuff that everybody, Jeez. I know. I know it's fucking. It's oh, I a made real up. Shame. Let me let me just. I made up a joke. I'm pretty sure I made this joke up. Someone will have to tell me if if I didn't. I'm very proud of this joke. Everyone tells me it's terrible, but I know they're wrong. All right, are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What is Lionel Richie's favorite musical instrument? Um, Cello. Mm. Oh, amazing! Oh, that terrible. I think that's a great that's a joke. Great joke. I made that Love up. it. I'm pretty sure. Well, I made there you that go. Right. It's my what, first joke. What is what is Lionel Richie's favorite dessert? Jello. Jello, see, it works. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Amazing. All right, you guys, thank you so fucking much. Uh, we'll see you next week, Bye. Yeah, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.